Welcome to Nuka Presents For What It's Worth, powered by Nuka, and only Nuka all the time. But before you hear from him, we'll do the other stuff you like. Like me, my name is Tugs and I'm in Seattle, and joining me in Salt Lake is Rue. Hi, I'm Rue TC Lexico, and I'm here to entertain you. And tell us, Rue, since it's been a while, my God, you run off and leave the show. First of all, that's not very smart. That's like when your parents go out and they're like, okay, don't do anything bad. And then the kid goes to the internet porn right I away. I know. I know you, you, I left and then you turned our show into like a game show. <sighs> I did. <sighs> I did. My goodness. Um, so now, now that you're back, what were you off doing? Buying shoes for school? Well, I was out in Yellowstone um national park hiking around doing my thing i took my second there my <laughs> lovely kura he was there and he got to experience yellowstone in its fullest and it was a lot of fun and we got to watch the old faithful blast off and we you know made some sexy comments about <laughs> comments about <laughs> It's a very uh, phallic kind of thing. I know, I know. It's so phallic. It's Anyways, so scary movie. So wait, wait. Were you were you Yellowstone virgins? Oh, I have been there before two years ago, but he has never been there before. So, oh, so you took his virginity? Yes, yes, okay. all over again. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then oh, I wanted to share. I just had a six hundred dollar dentist appointment. Oh my God, what? That was super, super fun. They basically took lasers to my gums because my gums were receding. Yay! This doesn't so, seem like it's going to make them not recede. They basically took a laser and cut up my gums. Why? Underneath the roots so that that way it could like reattach itself. This seems like weird mad science to me. I know, it was like really weird, but actually... It worked, and it, my my gums look really nice now. I'm just imagining, so. like you have like these weird freakish gums that when you smile, it's like all gums and like just like teeth the size of like the moons on your fingernails. Oh my gosh, tugs! <laughs> that was a good video right, for tugs. audio only. Uh, <laughs> what? What are you asking me? What well, do you want? oh, I was gonna share. I've also finished Dragon Quest, you know, builders. Oh, you know, I bought that. that. Was, uh, fun and it was a very long game it was very long yeah but a lot of fun I bought so what have you been up to mr tux not finishing dragon quest builders um i have it but i stopped playing it uh <laughs> where wait where did you get to the like place chapter the, one? the first island yeah the first island that you go to um uh -huh. the music was so repetitive i was like i'm done with this i can't do this i'm just out and so i stopped yeah, definitely the music needs a little bit of help. The music was um, like crushing seashells in my ear. <laughs> you definitely needed to mute the music and just listen to the background I, music and maybe put something else on. I guess. But at that point, I'm just going to go play Smash because that's just easier. How's Banjo-Kazooie? You know, I have heard and... Um, I don't know if it's true or not, but like, as you get into your thirties, your brain slows down a little uh -huh. bit. Like, like that's why pro gamers aren't in their thirties. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Banjo and Kazooie play at my brain speed. I really, really like them. Like I was playing, um, last night with my usual crew and they were like, damn, you know, all the combos. And I was like, I, I didn't even realize I had structured combos in that. 
whole thing together for Banjo and Kazooie. So I felt like a super badass. So. It's it's really fun. I'll have to play you against you sometime. It'll be Banjo Kazooie versus Banjo Kazooie. No, I'll play someone else if you're going to play them. I mean, I got other characters, but um, what else have I been up to? So we did the we did the um, game stream, which was fun, and um, I'm not ready for the dark time. It's coming, and I'm not I'm not looking forward to it. The dark time sucks. So I don't know what you mean by the dark time. The dark time is when Seattle starts shifting to have really short days right now. The sun. So here's a, here's a point of reference. About a month ago, the sun was going down at about eight 30 tonight. It'll go down around seven 15. And by the time we hit the solstice in December, it'll go down around four o'clock. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Man, you guys get like no sun. Yeah. But the, the flip side is in the summer, you'll have daylight in the sky that you can read with till 11 PM at night. So that's also. There's also an upside, but there's also, you got to pay for it. So the rainy season has started. The dark times are upon us and I'm so depressed. No, I'm not, but it's, it's coming. No, no, no. I've got, I've got lights for that. That's okay. I mean, all, all we have here is CBD oil. We don't have any. (laughs) Yeah, no, don't worry. I got that. I've got some in my hand right now. Uh, But let's, Uh, let's do the thing. You ready for the thing? I'm ready for the thing. I think I'm ready for the thing. Will he reuse another one? Is he ready? Is he going to bed with pastries again? It's Ruse Cookie Time, not sponsored by Betty Crocker. We give them too much for advertising, you know that. For Betty Crocker? I mean, my goodness. They should be giving us, like, lots and lots of money by now. Right? Oh. This fortune is from Google... And it says, you will die alone and poorly dressed in bed with a cookie. That is There's a lot of dying in Google. I don't know why. Are you? But everything that I see on Google, it's like, you'll die in 10 days. Like, man, well, it's probably, these fortunes are depressing. Are they tumor fortunes? I, my tumor, by the way. Just kidding. Oh. Um, there's there's no real update. Oh, damn it. To the tumor time. I was all like, I, know, I had my I finger know. that I lifted off of the let's go to break button, and then you. Now my finger got all worked up for nothing. I'm pissed. And welcome back. Today's episode, we are going to have Nuka sex. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's how we introduce our guest. So, he's been with us a lot lately, but you love him. So, we keep bringing him back. I can hear everyone in our Chinese crew is already going, yeah! Uh, It's Nuka. Welcome back. Omelette au fromage. Omelette au fromage. (laughs) Omelette au fromage. Omelette au fromage. What the fuck are you doing? What is going on? I'm learning French. Uh, you kept me waiting in, in the green Co- room the whole time. <laughs> I'm in Quebec. I have to learn French. Oh, yeah. Do you really have to learn French? Uh, I don't have to, but it helps if I want to get groceries or live. Oh, well, living is important. Yeah. Yeah. 
So my uh, my landlord speaks oh. French, so not speaking French is kind of a detriment. Oh. So what do you do on your day to day life? Do you walk around with a um, with an app and speak into it, and and it translates for you? For the most part, I mean, I've been trying to learn. I'm using Duolingo and trying to learn that way, and it's been pretty helpful. But uh, yeah, when I get really lost and confused, I just pull out the phone and I'm like, you know, talk into this, please. Have you have you done the Google Assistant <laughs> live translate thing? Yes. Oh, isn't that it's the really greatest? Cool. Yeah, fucking a universal translators are real. Yep. That's, uh, that's that's how I'm able to talk with my uh, my uh, landlord. So, just to to explain this to the audience at home, if you don't have Google Assistant, um, as you know, Google offers many services, including translation, and the Assistant is their voice thing, and um, you can ask it to be your interpreter and say the language, and then it will literally be else interpreter on your phone or whatever, and it's super yep. neat. Rue's like, mind blown. David Copperfield. I know. I know. I'm just thinking about it. And I'm just like, that. it's awesome how technology has changed so much to where we these barriers that we used to have are almost non-existent. Right? I, um, I was at Best Buy and I was leaving and there was this couple outside talking to like their friends in like Shanghai on their phones. I'm like, what the fuck? Jetson's phone calls. You know? Like video <laughs> call. Not like phone phone, but like, you know, hey. FaceTime, but soon they're gonna just implant like a chip in your brain that's gonna just auto translate. I don't want everything. that. I want I don't want that because there'll be a security <laughs> vulnerability. But enough about that. Let's talk about Nuka's sex. So Nuka, we bring oh we, we we're gonna we're gonna keep calling it this now. It's aren't we? the thing, man. Um, oh God, no. Um, so no, you we we understand you've run a study, and this is the very first place you're telling people all about their jimmies. Is that right? <laughs> Yes, we're, we're definitely making this an awkward. We are. We are. We're, we're being as professional as I expected. <laughs> are you uh, sure you wanted to come to us to release this? Don't ask questions uh, that we don't want answers to. <laughs> yeah. So the idea was a few months ago there was an article that came out uh, looking at uh, proposing a model about uh, furry sexuality, and uh, for once it was like a paper about furries that wasn't done by our research team, and we're like, oh. Other, other people are studying furries, exciting. And so um, I, I took issue with some of the, the, the methodologies and some of the, the way that things were asked or things that weren't asked on the survey. And so I ended up getting in touch with the author of the uh, paper and we collaborated on a replication. So we would run the study again, but with some additional questions, some additional, um, you know, I did a whole recruitment thing and tried to get a much more representative sample of furries. One of the things that tipped me off, not to get too nerdy into it, but um, they in the in the in uh, this author sample, they had uh, I think it was something along the lines of about seventy percent of furries had fursonas, which is very different from what we typically find. We typically find in our samples that about ninety-five percent or more furries have fursonas. So we're like, this doesn't seem like a typical sample of furries, and so we wanted to. Uh, replicate, but yeah. So we have a whole pile of data about uh, furry sexuality. But the one I was most interested about, and spent almost uh, the better part of a week delving knee deep into, was uh, um, all about kinks and fetishes. So before you tell us all the good gooey stuff, I want you, you're talking about this thing, and I think it's fascinating to hear about it because we hear about it in school, but you do it. So as a scientist, you saw something another scientist said and wrote, and you said. 
huh, I challenge you, let us do a repeat. And I think that's really, really cool. Is that is that a hard conversation to have, or is that pretty normal? Do you get calls all the time like, hey, Nuka, you know, we don't agree with this. Let's do the study. <laughs> I, I mean, no, because no one cares about my research, but um, it's... What? <laughs> we care about we care about you don't gotta do anything with that really the audience is gonna write in and slam him don't worry they will <laughs> mo, mo, i mean most sci- most scientists don't i mean the one one kind of fun thing about our research is that we just sort of we, we get to pioneer everything because no one else is studying furries typically we're sort of usually the first ones of the game and there's not usually people who follow up with us so um i'm not used to people actually like oh there's other people on the radar in this field so it was kind of interesting to like oh i can finally talk to another scientist who's who's in this area but it's um i mean there's different ways to approach the idea of things like replication so very often science tends to be kind of adversarial so in in a lot of scientists it would be um you know someone publishes something and like well that's bullshit i'm gonna prove this guy wrong and you go off and do your own study and you try to to you know six months later you publish a paper and you're like fuck that guy and and i didn't want it to be adversarial like that i'm a big pushover and i i like science as a collaborative project and so uh instead i encouraged our team to to reach out to the author and rather than have a back and forth um you know uh, uh pissing match essentially we're like well let's let's pool our efforts and let's uh uh work together on this you know if we're both scientists you know we have a, a disagreement that the best way to settle it is to let the data do the talking so um yeah it was it's been very uh, uh amiable the entire time he's been great and yeah i think that that's like statecraft level shit i i think that's super cool just saying well, I think science works better this way because it's 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 fewer harder feelings. I mean, ultimately, even if 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 one of us is wrong, we're both on the paper that gets published anyway, so we both benefit out of it, right? Yeah. So it's kind of a win-win situation. So what's the poll? What was the poll size? Uh, so for this one, we ended up with a sample. Uh, the original survey got about fourteen hundred people. And then we ended up dropping a few for various reasons. So we have to drop minors, as you know, our uh, <laughs> ethics board doesn't let us study minors um, for all, a whole slew of technical reasons. Um, for this particular analysis, um, we also dropped uh, uh, females from the sample uh, only because the original paper that was done, the original analyses, we're looking at paraphilias. And paraphilias tends to be, you know, like more than 90% of them are found in males. And so, um, the original author only looked at uh, male furries, for example, and so just to make sure we were as similar as possible, this analysis was only done on the male sample. Could you do it on the female sample data now that you've done that as like a yeah, contrast? Yeah, we've got it. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool, cool. All right, so you're not forgetting the ladies. You just have to put them aside for a minute to to do yeah, apples to apples. Yeah, exactly. So so uh, our, our first priority is getting this paper written up and, and talking about the replication, and then once that's out, we've got a we got. Typically, the way we do surveys is um, we don't do like one 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 question, one study because we you know we don't want to bombard furries every two weeks for a survey. So what we do is we sort of collect questions over the course of a few months, do one big survey, and then analyze and publish you know three or four papers off of it. Because you know, if we ask two hundred questions, we might only use ten of those questions for one paper, and then ten for another paper. And so, um, so it's an opportunity. The, thing. the male data, is, yeah, yeah. So the male data is just 
and, the, and the male paraphilia data is really just uh, one paper out of several that we've got sort of planned from this data. So Okay. where Did you do the surveys? Is this part of that big longitudinal one, or was this like a dedicated one you did at a con? No. This was a dedicated, uh, its own little self-contained thing. So what, did you Could you tell us what con you went to or where you got it from? Was it at a con? Uh, no, this one was uh, actually sort of, yeah. So it was sort of over the last few months, we've had it on our website. We've just kind of recruited wherever we could. So we recruited through our website, through Telegram and word of mouth. Yeah, you we put it in the show chat, through, right? I believe yeah. so. We recruited through local regional furry groups. So we went to Euroferns. We recruited for it there. So we tried to get a big, wide net of furries for this one. Nuka, so. Nuka, I may have may have blasted your link to maybe as many kinky chats as i know <laughs> that's fine it's it's you know I so mean, hopefully it, you got a couple from there from telegram so. yeah, i mean the study involved uh, uh quite a few questions about sex right so i'm i'm okay with with people who have sex know, taking uh, it yeah exactly <laughs> so I, I I'm curious, and I again, everyone knows what we're doing, right? We're waiting, we're holding out the goo for a while. But um, <laughs> I have always had the uh, the impression that Europeans are far kinkier than Americans for historical reasons. Did your data show any contrast that you can reveal without giving, without spilling the tea? Um, honestly, I didn't think to check for that. I mean, the, the, one of the things to keep in mind is there's more than 200 questions on this thing, so um, there are you know literally hundreds of thousands of different combinations and analyses that could be done. Um, that one wasn't a high priority for us. So, uh, so what and, was yeah. your guys's high priority? Uh, so the, the big priority was to try replicating this model that was uh, originally published to see is there evidence for it. Uh, and then after that, I had my own set of hypotheses that I wanted to test. And so those are kind of the next uh. set of priorities for me. So, um, yeah, the actual exploring just for the sake of funsy stuff tends to, uh, you know, we put that on the back burner. You have to have your, your dinner before you have your dessert, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. But I, I'll be honest, though, this uh, this fetish data was kind of, we didn't plan, we didn't know what we were going to do with it yet, but uh, I kind of zoomed ahead and coded it anyways because I was so damn interested. I, I was very <laughs> curious, so. I, I've never seen you be this excited to share study data ever. Like, Holy cow! I I I didn't even know you had excitement levels at that level. What's well, it's it's not even so it's not even because I have any particular interests in in the topic of fetishes per se. Like it's I'm I'm not a sex researcher. That's what's kind of funny. I really have no no skin in this race. I I don't have any pet theories in this topic. I don't. It's not not my jam. But uh, it can speak to so many different sort of issues floating around the fandom. I'm excited not for my own interest, but because every time I see a stat here, I'm like, I, I know a handful of furries who are just going to go crazy when they hear about this. <laughs> right? Oh, okay. So this episode has been changed. The, uh, the title is no longer Nuka Sex. It's Nuka Trolls the Fandom with Facts. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's trolling. I think it's just like, it's inevitably, like, especially when it gets to things like fetishes and stuff. I mean, there's so many different ones out there that inevitably you're going to hear some statistic and like, oh, that's me. And ah, and there's a number for that now. Oh, okay. All right. I represent that number. Okay. So that's your warning. You will probably be triggered at, <laughs> during this episode, but it'll be fun. And then you'll hear your other friends get triggered and then it'll be more fun. So... I don't don't start at the at the best though. Let's save the dessert, you know, let's have the dinner. So like pick one or two things that you want to share to start off with then. Oh gosh. Uh <laughs> I have to prioritize now. 
It's all the same to me. I mean, one of the games you can play if you want, I've got it all numbered up here. You can name a fetish, and I can tell you uh, in what place out of the... Uh, how many do we have here? Transformation. Tra- transformation. Uh, okay, so just, just, you know, there's 303 unique fetishes on this list. Wow! <laughs> like... Wow. I, I mean, but okay. So I, I know when you do data folding like that, like did did you combine things that were clearly the same but with different words? Yes. Okay. So yeah. So uh, there was actually originally there was about four thousand five hundred responses that I had to go through manually, and then uh, you know I categorized everything, and eventually I wound up with uh, uh, a list of about three hundred. It's arguable that some of them could still be collapsed onto each other further, but. Um, it's that's a lot of work, so I'm kind of leaving it here for now. What's 303? What's the last one? Uh, and I'm assuming this is by the how common it is, right? Yeah, so it's actually a gigantic tie between like you know 50 or 60. Oh, damn! Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll also point out, uh, from what I can talk about on the show, it's 228. Uh, you completely unique ones where only one person mentioned it. I can't say because it would potentially uh ruin the uh the T uh one of the the uh um sorry, oh my god I'm spacing not not confidentiality the um oh um yeah, yeah. It, is, it is confidentiality yeah yeah, yeah. it's so it, if you happen to have a unique um fetish and you put it on here and then you hear it someone might know that you're into it so any any fetish where only one person mentioned it I can't say that's fair that's fair yeah because it's so. um if if people haven't taken surveys before <laughs> when you get like that first response you can kind of tell who it is just because you know the people that you generally are around so it if you amplify that to the internet this is why What's for things like unique things, like if a person has a yeah. unique fursona species or if a person has a unique fetish, it's I can't announce it on the air because then it's, oh, that person was totally in the survey. Well, I'll, so. I'll announce something. You want to know what I'm going to announce? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's on here, too. Okay, so, I but was if you... just hoping that people forgot that I was here. Just kidding. No, all right, so, you, yeah, so the one that you so, can share. So for the, for, the bottom of the list that I, for the bottom of the list that I can say... Uh, it is currently a tie. Uh, uh, it's a fifty-way tie because there's a whole bunch where only like one or two people mentioned. Okay, we'll go so up have one rank then because that's too many. <laughs> okay, the next rank up. It's still a big tie between another. Okay, where does the curve fall off? Twenty-seven. Find that. <laughs> okay, find the curve. Okay, so here we got kind of a curve here. And tell us what like number a, it is. Uh, so we have in 92nd place, we have a six-way tie. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> okay, let's have better. a six-way. Let's do let's it. Let's go with that. Okay. So we have here, um, this is approximately 1% of the fandom uh, has these uh, six fetishes. Uh, so we have cuckoldry slash adultery. That, so that's when like your partner gets laid by someone else and you don't get to be, right? Yeah, and even then, some would argue that combining those isn't necessarily correct because uh, it could be suggested that cuckoldry is like you're in the know about it, like you know I, I know my partner is doing these things, whereas adultery is like cheating, cheating yeah. and going behind your back. So even combining those is one of those ones that's a little bit there's a, there's a whole bunch of gray zone. Okay, there, but there's that. Um, oh, another statistic I should point out alongside each of these, we ask people: Is your interest in this? Um, purely furry, purely non-furry, some mixture of both, or, you know, I don't know. Uh, So that one's only 40% furry. So that one's not a particularly, you know, which suggests that for most people, the cuckoldry or adultery is something that's like outside of the fans and they have that, but it has nothing to do with their being furry. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the next one we have is, uh, I've called it gas. So burping and farting. 
Oh, really? That one is. Okay. That one is 70% furry. It's those skunk furs. Oh, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, potentially the skunk furs. If I had the, the data, I, I try to cross-reference that, but uh, interesting. Uh, this one was new to me. I had to look this one up. Uh, medical play. Oh, yeah, like Dr. Exams, really? Cast. Yeah. You didn't know I'm about su- that? I'm actually surprised that that's not higher, to be completely honest with you. I, and that one is a very, yeah. that's very not furry. That's only 20% furry, that one. So, yeah, I don't. So, for the most part, if you're practicing that, it has nothing to do with your being a furry. Well, so, I know this is completely anecdotal when I just use, you know, what I see, but like if you think about how often you see art of this stuff, it kind of does line up percentage wise. It depends on how much you look at porn, I guess. I look at porn a lot, apparently. Continue, please. Uh, the next one we have monster, just general monster, and that means a lot of different things. Okay. Uh, that one's about fifty-five percent furry. So that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, mon- I've never heard of a monster fetish. I mean, I guess I guess what they're talking about is like um, having sex with monsters, basically. Like, I mean, it's very vague, right? So, so part of the thing is, even though we initially said, you know, things that that you have a fetish for, some people put things that were like really not a fetish, but just like they would write, oh, I think this is cute. That's not really a fetish, but um, so so you have to take it with a bit of a grain of salt here. Some of these things, okay, okay. I should also point out, I took out things that were not that most people would not consider fetish, like for things like you know, uh, I'm attracted to men. I'm like, well, that's not it's not really a a, a, a fetish. That we would consider a, a fetish, street, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so so those sorts of things aren't in the list. Okay, uh, the the fifth in this the sixth way tie would be uh, uh, smothering or face sitting. So smothering in this case does not imply asphyxiation. Um, I leave it up to the person. I mean, okay. these people would just write things, and so if it's, I'm typically imagining smothering is like something is being put on you, or a mass is being put on you, and yeah, your your on your face. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is different from from things like macro, where you're being like stomped on or crushed, or this is specifically like big Kissing thing butt. taking the breath out of you. Okay. And then the last one, uh, this is like the only one on this list that makes me genuinely squirm. Uh, sounding, if you're familiar with the term. Sounding is when you take a metal rod and put it up your yeah. penis. In the yeah. urethra. Yeah. The more you. That's know. the only one that makes me visibly squirm. And again, not king shaming. I just. I, I, I'm the same way with piercings. Piercings make me squirm when I see it. So the idea of putting... I know. I, 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 I feel you. Yeah. For me, I, I, I don't... If other people want to do that, that's fine. For me, that's a one-way. Like, there is no entry. Oh, man. You, you, you mean you don't want a Jacob's ladder? None of that. Uh, <laughs> my piercings make me squirm. I've already had... <laughs> and I mean, like, cut. ear piercings make me squirm. <laughs> so, yeah. So those are our, our six-way tie near the near the bottom of the list. Okay. So. Do we want to reveal transformation now, or should we wait? Because we, we should go to break soon. Transformation, transformation, transformation. All right. Let's hear it. All right. So uh, take a guess. Where do you think transformation is on the list in terms of most popular? Ooh, you know, I think it's probably pretty popular. I'm going to say that it's probably up in the... I'm going to say that it's within the top 10. 28. Okay. Uh, Rue is definitely closer. Fuck. Yay. (laughs) Like it's a competition. Shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, a clo- another guess. I okay. think that it's probably within the top six percent. Within the top six. That would be the top six. Do you mean do you mean the top six of of, of ten or or that the number of furries into it is six percent or more? Uh, oh, I I wasn't saying six percent. I'm saying that. Oh, it's in the top six. Uh, yes. Yeah, out of out of the top ones. 
Yes, like one. it is. Okay. Yeah. It's got to be two. <laughs> it, it's going to... Okay, okay. It is within the top four. Yes. It's two! Is it the top? So so it's, it's either uh, two or three, depending on... Um, how you lump the first two together, whether you lump them together or not. Oh, we'll come back to this then. Yeah. But yeah, Transformation was massive. I had no idea. I knew it was popular in the fandom. I had no idea. It's uh, 14.27% of the fandom. What? Yeah. Yay! <laughs> yeah, it is It is a huge part of the fandom. And it's overwhelmingly furry. It's like 81% furry. So so uh, a majority of the fandom, if they saw a werewolf, they would be like, yes, please, daddy, bite me. <laughs> no. So 14% uh, of, of furries are into it. 81% uh, of the people who are into it say that it's predominantly furry. Like So so there's only 19% who said, I'm into transformation, but it has nothing to do with my being furry. Hmm. That that's interesting. Uh, Sorry. Fine, I'm going break time. All right, so we're gonna go to break. We're gonna have some space news, and then we'll come back, and maybe we'll tell you about number what number one was. Maybe we won't, and make you wait a whole other segment. You'll figure it out. Hailing frequencies open, Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of Wednesday, September 18th, here are your space headlines. It's been a little quiet on the space news front, so we'll go over some lesser news stories. Recently, ESA and SpaceX had a little run-in by way of a couple of satellites that had a close pass. ESA reached out to SpaceX, hoping they would adjust the course for their Starlink satellite, but due to human error, the notification wasn't received until after the event. Because SpaceX wasn't able to get the message, ESA had to alter the course of their Aeolus satellite, which is currently on mission doing science. Given that this was one of only the first 60 satellites in what SpaceX is calling a mega constellation for Starlink, there likely will be some serious retooling of the hazard avoidance system. Every time a satellite has to adjust course, it uses fuel, which in turn shortens its useful life because that same fuel has to be used to keep it from re-entering the atmosphere. Starlink is still in testing, Aeolus is on mission. You can understand why a few folks at ESA might be more than just a tad annoyed. NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Florida reopened recently with minimal damage due to Hurricane Dorian. They were even able to bring the mobile launch tower for the SLS back into the vehicle assembly building for post-test work. It's worth noting that the VAB was built to withstand a Category 3 hurricane. Dorian, meanwhile, topped out at Category 5, only dropping to Category 4 by the time it brushed the Space Coast. Thankfully, the worst of the storm missed Kennedy, and NASA staff can resume operations. India's first attempt to land on the moon was unfortunately not as successful as they would have liked. Technically, the lander did make it to the surface, just not in the controlled manner that was planned. There are still questions about whether or not the lander survived the crash, and even some rumors that it perhaps managed to come to a stop still in one piece. Given the speed it was going when ISRO lost telemetry, it's unlikely. We'll know more soon, since ISRO's orbiter is still doing wonderfully and could image the location where the lander hit. And if India doesn't feel like sharing their data, NASA's Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter is primed to take its own photos of the site. The James Webb Space Telescope is finally, finally fully assembled. You might be puzzled by that since you've heard me talk about J-dubs from time to time and it sounded like it had been finished a long time ago. True, the telescope itself was completed, as was the sun shield, but the two have finally been mated together, completing the full payload that will be put into space. 
Now, more acoustic and vibration testing since the whole thing is assembled. If all goes well, J-Dubs can then be prepared for the next phase of the trip, which hopefully we'll see it launch from French Guiana in March of 2021. We're only 18 months out. Please, please don't slip any further. That's all for this round. Stay tuned for the next episode of For What It's Worth for more. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying keep looking up, space fans. We want you to do me! No, no, not like that! Uh, sheesh! I mean, I've got a boyfriend. We, we just want you to do an ident for us. Jeez, just click on the do our ident button on the website. And, um, let's pretend this never happened, okay? Fine. Welcome back. Fine, welcome back. <laughs> oh, oh, thanks, thanks Nuka. <laughs> <laughs> we're professionals. Yay! We're. I'm just taking over right. for Tugs. No big deal. No, I, I, I don't. Shut up. So, so people, people are gonna want to know exactly where transformation sits on that, on that level. I thought we so, just did that. We did do that. No, we didn't. We didn't did. say exactly where where it sat. You, oh yeah, you said second or third. <clears throat> yeah, and, and and yeah, it's just it's just because the first and or second one may be combined depending on on oh, right. where you. Yeah, so it's either second or third. Okay. 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 Now, now you were saying that you can't share this um, the study data right now, right? You, we were talking about it on breaking. You said let's save it for the air. Yeah. So the. Um, well, so I know that people are like uh, a few months ago, or rather a few years ago, we had collected some data on the most popular creators and artists and the fandom, and uh, we we take the whole list and basically publish that. You know, with with like we made it available to furries, anyone who wanted it, we posted it online in places. Um, part of the reason for that is because that's data that is interesting to furries, but no, no journal cares, no scientific journal cares. You know, uh, how popular you know. Um, um, Fox Amore is or Majira Strawberry is, right? So no one cares about that in the scientific world. So and furries do, so we post that. For this data, however, because it's likely to wind up, hopefully some of it will wind up in a scientific journal at some point in the future. We can't have it posted or published anywhere because if it is, that really hurts the chances of it being published in a scientific journal. Um, so for that reason, if people are like, oh, Nuka, can you send me that full list? I, I can't do that, I'm afraid. Okay. Okay. Um, well, you, you will tell us when you put it out for real, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. When it's when it gets published at some point in a journal article, I will absolutely make it available. Okay. Um, the other thing we're we're holding off on a little bit too for some of this data is because um, uh, before we go and publish it and like you know make it announce it to you know CNN or whatever, um, we're hoping to uh, collect some control data because a lot of these numbers in isolation are are. There, it's a lack. Let's just say, for example, fetish X. We find oh, fifteen percent of furries are into that. That number in isolation means nothing unless you know how prevalent it is in the general population. Like fifteen percent is that high? Is that low? Um, and there's a risk of the public hearing some of these numbers and going, oh my gosh, you know, furries are are crazy deviants. And then you know, it turns out oh, it's actually just as high as you would find in the general population. So. Um, we're sort of holding back a little bit until we put together a general population sample, and then we can make these numbers a little more public. 
So this is a good time for me to sneak in a question from SMS. Um, we put out the word in Telegram saying, hey, ask now. So this is another reason you should join the Telegram group. Wink, wink. Um, do the results indicate that we are a sex craze to some outsiders think we are? Um, so that's kind of a, a tough one. And I, I can get into this a little bit now or I can wait a little bit to get into it. Um, you, sort of let's, the, go ahead. It's one, of, it's one of the more wait? exciting. It's one of the more exciting results. Okay, let, um, let's wait on that. Yeah. Um, somebody wants to know where knots are on the raking. Should, should we go for knots now? <laughs> yeah, Skylos wants to know. All right, so uh, can well, I guess? Gonna, yeah, we're taking guesses. So what 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 place do you think knots are in? I think that knots are within the top five percent or top five. In the top five, tugs. Um. Um, I'm going to say that they're number five. Number five? Uh, you're both way overestimating. Oh, you wow. You are full of crap. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Nuts. So nodding is all the way down in 23rd place. Oh, well, that's still pretty good. I mean, you're in the top yeah. century. Top quarter so, of the century. Uh, that's Four, pretty far away. 4.59% yeah, of furries. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that there's also down in 44th place uh, a category for quote unquote anatomically correct? Wait, wait, anatomically correct? And say that How last part again. Is that a fetish? Ana anatomically correct. So anatomically correct bodies, anatomically correct genitals. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, there's people who are into like catcocks because they're barbed and all that stuff. Where yeah. So are. when you say nodding, that's specifically referring to knots. But if you want to get a little more general. Um, anatomically correct is another few percent of furries. So, all right. Somebody else asked pause. Pause are on here. Pause are. I have to control F it. Oh no, pause are. All right. So where do you uh, where do you suspect pause are? I think pause <laughs> are gonna be um, down in the twenties. Forty three. Number eight. What? Yep. This is eight point two two percent. Eight point two two percent. Right. So and it's, it's ranked number eight, huh? And it's overwhelmingly furry. Eighty-five percent uh, said that it was definitely, you know, furry based. So, do you have feet as a separate thing? Then, is feet separate from paws, or did you combine feet them? and shoes are separate as well? They oh. are in tenth place. <laughs> oh, okay. So, in theory, if you combined those, they would be quite a bit higher too. They would actually be uh, probably third or fourth place if you combined them. But feet also includes like shoes and socks and boots and stockings and can can you um can you see if like they identify for both? Is there an overlap? Um, I can't see it from here. The data have been collapsed in this particular one, so I can't see it from here. I'd have to go back and reanalyze everything. Oh. It's a lot harder to code and analyze this than you might think. Uh, there's just so much, you know. When if a person says things like you know shoes, I'm like, okay, well, like pretty clearly counts as feet but you know for pause does that count as feet or pause because some some of these can overlap and you can wind up in more than one category and so i can't that's why i can't easily collapse between pause and feet because some of the people who said feet might have also gotten into pause or something so gotcha there's a whole rigmarole to it so did you find anything interesting out of this too that you wanted to share that isn't just a ranking question but I like ranking questions. We still have more coming we'll in. We'll oh yeah, though. We'll come back to it. Yeah. Just breaking up the flow, man. We're good. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I mean, the the big one that I want to talk about, I guess, it's yeah. I'll talk about this one right now. It's kind of a bigger one, but we'll we'll stop holding off everything till the end of the show. We'll we'll do a big one about here. halfway through. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, one of the things that was most exciting to me is that there's all these misconceptions about furries and a lot of people saying that furry is all about you know people who like the, the media defines people as uh, furries as people with fursuits or they define furries as people with a sexual attraction to fursuits or people who are uh, sexually attracted to animals and so they, they erroneously define furries this way um, and so one of the things I wanted to test in this study uh, part of the broader study was okay is is the label of furry is using the label of furry to describe yourself is, is making it an identity is that actually tied to sex or not? And so we asked a whole bunch of questions about things like, to what extent is, is furry sexual to you? Uh, to what extent are you sexually attracted to anthropomorphic animals? Are you attracted to yourself as an anthropomorphic animal? Are you attracted to fursuits? We also asked it a whole bunch of um, non-sexual motivation questions. So to what extent uh, are you motivated by the people in the fandom, by the art in the fandom, by going to conventions, by you know just belonging to something bigger than you? And we essentially pitted them against each other. So statistically, you can take these two things and let them both predict that label of being furry to see which one is the better predictor. Um, and non-sexual completely blew sexual out of the water. Like it wasn't even a contest. Um, it overwhelmingly shows that, yeah, the label of furry and calling yourself a furry is driven almost entirely by these non-sexual components. Uh, the sex stuff is there, right? You know, most furries look at porn. Most furries, um, you know, have things that they're into in the fandom. And, and most furries have some kind of fetish. But um, that's not what makes them furry. That's not what, what makes them decide to use the label of furry or determines how furry they are. Uh, so that was very exciting to see. And that kind of ties into uh, a couple of the, the big ones. So the big media misconceptions about furries that, oh, furries are people, uh, if not people who wear fursuits, people who are sexually attracted to fursuits. And uh, we have the number for fursuit. Uh, if you want to guess what position fursuits are in in terms of fetishes in the fandom. Oh, wow. Fursuit is probably. Oh, no, I'm going to say it's higher. I think it's going to be higher. Um, I think it's going to be 15. So it's actually seven. Ah, so awesome. first two to seven. But what's interesting is the raw numbers. So when you look at the raw numbers, it's 8.83% of furries would say that they have a, a fursuit fetish. Um, this is a far cry from saying furries are defined as people with a fursuit fetish. Um, that is not what the data show. <laughs> Right. I mean, more, more people are into transformation than are into to fursuiting by like a factor of two. Hmm. So it would actually be more accurate to describe furries as people who have like a transformation fetish, I, which is not accurate because it's only about 14% of furries. I but. feel like this is one of those numbers that a bunch of people just screamed at going, no, it's way, way more or it's way, way less. Like some people just like they feel like it's this you saw you thought it was like super I, less. well no because but i i just don't see tons of people doing it but maybe i don't run in those circles you just need to come to the free clubhouse my friend okay anyways. <laughs> and then and then related to that uh we'll dive into one of the uh one of the more controversial ones we have uh zoophilia uh so zoophilia is on here oh man uh, this is one of those ones that's either it's, it's gonna piss people off for the same reason either it's like of course it's that higher no way yeah 
so zoophilia, I'll say, uh, is way, uh, again, for this being the thing that people say, oh, furries are people who are sexually attracted to, to non-human animals. Um, the actual number of furries who are attracted to it is uh, 6.89%. So how does that help us in the rankings? I haven't been keeping notes. So, that's my problem. So that one puts it down at around 15 or 16th place. 15 or 16th place for zoophilia. Yep. Yep. So despite the misconception that, oh, furries are all about, you know, uh, sexual attraction to animals. Like, well, no, we're talking maybe 6 to 7% of furries. 627, not 67. <laughs> 627 uh, percent of furries would probably fall into this category. Um, we don't have raw numbers from the general population, but it's been suggested that in the general population, it's it hovers from anywhere between 5 and 10%. So, um, I mean, you know, uh, uh, zoophilia has been a thing long before the furry fandom was a thing. Uh, so I'm not terribly surprised to see this number is pretty much in the same range as what you'd find in the general population. But when it comes to furries, people just kind of assume that that's what furries are into. Uh, and it doesn't make sense when you think about it in some ways, because furries are, are uh, defined as people interested in anthropomorphized animals, not necessarily, you know, animals being animals. It's true. So, Rude, but, what else do you have on that list? Water sports. Water sports. Now that means. All right, so where do you boating, think that is? Kayaking. <laughs> um, you know, I. What well, was doing don't... in uh, Yellowstone this uh, this past. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think it's going to be pretty high, but I I honestly think it's going to be thirteenth. That's so bad. I guess no way. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twenty two. You ready for this it's one? Be one, isn't it? Uh-huh. It's number four, right behind transformation. Ah! Ah, validation. <laughs> that one made me chuckle again because, again, for all this talk that oh, furries are all about sex and fursuits, I'm like, actually, if you're if you really wanted to play a numbers game, it's more about transformation and water sports than it's about uh, fursuits. So fetish. basically, we want to transform into wolves and pee on each other. This is what we've learned. Some, some <laughs> like that. It's uh, and the number. The number is about 11.8% uh, of furries would, would say that they have some interest in, in a water sport fetish. Uh. All right, next one, Vore. So where do you think Vore is? Ooh, I think that Vore is actually pretty high, but I think it's going to be lower as well. So I, I do feel like that that's going to be 11th place. I'm going to go with Rue on eleven. All right, uh, you you have really you're really good at, uh, at at sort of going down the line here. That one's right behind water sports. That one's number five. Ah, <laughs> number five. Yeah, so eleven percent of furries, uh, and we do have uh, have it differentiate a little bit between hard four and soft four. Um, overwhelmingly, uh, soft four is the preference over hard four. So. To recap for the audience playing along at home, soft vor is where the person is not actually harmed during the act of vor, where hard vor is where they are definitely killed somehow or close to it. I always kind of, when I'm explaining it to my colleagues, I say hard vor involves crunching. There you go. Hard vor <laughs> involves crunching. Yeah. yeah. That's a voice All crunch. right. So I have the I have the question. The next person that um, asked this. Um, diapers and age play but i think that diapers and age play are completely they different are. from each other so yeah so why don't we go with age play first 
Okay, so this one gets a little bit tricky because, again, this is, there's a lot of moving parts to it. So I've lumped together, and you can correct me if I'm wrong in doing so here. I've lumped together baby fur slash cub fur slash ABDL. They're different. That one's fair. Because age play, age play has its own category here, but I didn't know if that should be lumped it, yeah, in. Yeah, it's with... kind of the umbrella over all of them. The problem, though, is is that cub furs are different that's than baby fur, furs. It yeah. is a different fetish because there's one that's just like, I like young furs, and then there's one that's like, I like children. Like, I like little babies. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so the problem is there's a whole sort of mixed bag of them. I kind of lumped a bunch of them together, but realistically speaking, you could probably separate a bunch of these out. Yeah. Um, but if you just lump together the sort of catch-all category of ABDL slash baby fur slash cub fur, uh, where do you think it is? Um, well, with adding all those together, I'm guessing that Nine. it's going to make it higher. So I'm going to say, uh, no, I'm going to actually say probably 6%. Maybe seven, seven percent. Yeah, or you nailed not it, Tugs. But seven top nine. You nailed it, Tugs. Nine. Yep. Mm. So, uh, eight, eight point one percent. Yeah, you guys. So you guys nailed most of the the um, the high ones. So again, in order, we have you know whatever the mystery number one and two are: uh, transformation, water sports, vor, um, space, fursuit. The one between vor and fursuit is toys. Toys. Yeah. So. Yeah, so various sort of things like sex toys or you know, strap-ons, devices, um, you know, just so like toys bad and accessories. Yeah, everything from Bad Dragon to butt plugs to whatever accessory you use, okay. that sort of thing. I, I'm going to say that that's pretty high. This. Right? Yeah. Oh, that, that, yeah, that one's number six. That's between four and fursuit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So seven is fursuit. So, yeah. We haven't, did you tell us what number eight was? Uh, that was pause. Pause. Okay. Yeah. And did we get? Are you writing all uh, these I am, down? I'm keeping track of the numbers we've used. <laughs> um, and then, did you tell us number ten? Nine was your guess. And then ten. Uh, ten was feet Shoot. slash shoes. So that's your that's your top ten minus, yeah. the, minus the elusive top two. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. We haven't what said was it number yet. one? Stop ruining oh, the magic. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just Rue. poodling, okay? <laughs> poodling wasn't on here. Oh my gosh, thank God. Stop it. Thank God. Ooh, nobody... Get some help. <laughs> thank goodness nobody put poodling on there. Oof. We are not, uh, one, uh, one topic that we're never going to do Don't throw shade. Someone gets okay? out for that. <laughs> I, no I, I don't think it's a very good look, but I'm sure someone does. Um, all right, so yeah, about that insight. All right, so um, I get what, one of my favorite ones on here, not in terms of I'm not interested in it, but one of the ones that was surprising to me how high up it was on the list because I was expecting it to be lower uh, was macro or micro or size play. I kind of lumped them okay. all together. And so, yeah, that one was uh, up in 13th place, 7% of furries. Damn. Sorry, size what play. was that again? Uh, yeah, size play, macro, micro, size play, 7%, which was a lot higher. Because I know that I've seen macro, micro art before, but I didn't think it was it was like that, that popular. So, And so where was it ranked? Uh, 13th. <sighs> I would think that would be, an, I, I don't know if that would, I don't know. 
I'm surprised that it's that high, but I'm glad that it's higher than um than than one of them that we talked about. What? Don't you one. throw shade? Anyways. Why are you throwing shade? <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. It, it's it's fine. Um, but uh, somebody wants to know Pokemon. But oh, ah, uh, really no, that's totally a fetish for me. Yeah, so I. So Maybe I didn't like rule thirty four type stuff. That would be no, a no. fetish type thing. So I didn't. Uh, I didn't look at Pokemon specifically. Uh, when someone would sp- pick a specific Pokemon or something, I would either lump it under a specific species, or I have a category here for just cartoon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So cartoons were in twenty seventh place. Oh. oh, interesting. But typically, that was referring to a specific cartoon or a specific character or a specific Wanking. anthro species. So. <laughs> Yeah, like so, so something like that. So again, it gets really messy when you start. It's the same thing when I tried to analyze all the species years ago, and furries got on my case because they said, "Oh, you lump you lumped, um possums with rats." I'm like, "Yeah, I know they're not the same, you know, uh, family, but I, they're you know they're, they fit that that sort of box of small mammal, right?" So uh, this is kind of the same thing as that. I'm lumping some things together that some people might disagree with, but <laughs> okay, hmm. So, what else? What else did you find interesting on on the rankings? So, with respect to oh, did you uh, you want to go to break at some point or no? We're I think we'll do one more. I think we're still good, more. aren't we, Tux? One more, okay. Um, all right, let's. I'm, I'm going to pick a totally random one here, and you got to guess where it is. All right, so here we go. Let's go with um, group sex. So this is everything from threesomes yeah, we had a upward. Earlier. Um, I'm I'm sticking <laughs> with twenty two still. Uh no, I I still think that group sex is going to be probably pretty pretty high. I I'm going to say eleventh percent or the eleventh rank. Group sex number twenty. Wow. Six percent. Hmm. So. Yeah, apparently furry, furries uh, like, well, some furries at least like their... We like their to go swinging. <laughs> so group sex is... Yep. Hey, speaking of group sex, it's time for our last break. So we're going to go do that and then we'll be back. Fifty Shades of Grey is brought to you by Peyote because you have to have some in order to think that the Bible makes any sense whatsoever. We're now at chapter 18, which remember in our last chapter how everybody decided to go all post-fursona and just be God and things like that? Nope, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Yahweh has lunch with Abraham. Abraham was sitting outside his tent by the Oak of Mamre, Sure. When Yahweh walked up with two buddies, Abraham leaped up to greet them. Bowing low, he said, My Lord, please stop and wash your feet and rest under the tree. I'll buy you lunch. You can rest before continuing on. And because Yahweh is just that type of guy, he took his money and his buddies accepted. Abraham ran to the tent and gasped, Sarah, quick! Need three measures of your best flour and bakes and loaves. Sarah turned and said, I'm 98 years old here, bitch. I don't know what you're going to be talking about. I mean, baking flour at this age right now. I got slaves for that. 
Then he ran out to the herd and grabbed a fine tender calf and ordered his servant to cook it. <laughs> sure, why not? He's like, I can't do that right now. My wind chimes are too sore. Meanwhile, I guess Yahweh and his buddies washed their feet and lounged in the shade of an oak tree, maybe impatiently, who knows. But whatever they did, and however impatiently they did it, eventually curds, milk, roast calf were laid out before them, and Abraham, remember Abraham? Stories about Abraham. Watched from the shade of the oak tree, and they ate. After a while, Yahweh, because he's back in his post-fursona again, he's back in his fursona again, this guy's got more names than people who got character sheets. Jeez, calm it down here. Where's your wife? She's in the tent. Yahweh casually remarks, I'll come back next year and give her a son. What? Inside the tent, Sarah, who could not remember her last period, heard this and thought, we are old as dirt and I'm going to get pregnant. And she pissed her pants laughing. Yahweh heard her. Why is Sarah laughing, he asked. Nothing's impossible for me. I'll be back next year and you'll have a son. Abraham did not tell Yahweh that God had promised him a son in the last chapter and was just getting around to it now. Then Sarah appeared in the tent entrance, piss dripping down her leg. I didn't laugh, she lied, but Yahweh was too sharp for her. Oh, yes, you did, he said. It was a small thing. Nothing further was said. After lunch, Yahweh and his two buddies continued on their way to Sodom. Abraham in tow and Yahweh had a dilemma make Abraham into a great nation. Should he tell him what he was about to do in Sodom or not? Alright. Well, before we go on talking... I want to do a thing, Rue. Let me do a thing. <laughs> Can I do the thing, Rue? <sighs> sure. Go and do the thing. No! It's time it's time to worship. Where's the where's this ranked? Where is this ranked? <laughs> this is number one. <laughs> no, it's, I I'm done. You I'm don't done. have to read the names I do. Calm your tits. Alright, oh. here we go. So people give us money for some reason to do the show. That makes us do the show more regularly, like Metamucil. But we would be amiss if we didn't share our Metamucil with you. So in today's Metamucil, we want to thank the following supporters. Ligris, Moss, Aussie Cat, Chapagriff, Snares, Creator of Meteor Showers, free advertising from For What It's Worth yet again, Skylos, Bubble Whip, oh, he wrote us a long time ago, Koru, believe it or not, Koru supports his old show, uh, yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> it's cool, uh, August, Kachi, Guardian Lion, Dusky, Dusky, I did it. Um, Adalor, Baldric, Rifka, Ichi, Kit, and the new tasty, crunchy thing that is not a Doritos Locos Taco, it's Jake Fox. So, if you want to support Yay! the show, go to patreon.com slash fwiw when you're done playing with yourself, and donate some money to us. You'll make the show better. Hold up, hold up. If I become a patron right now, can you announce me as well? I'm literally Why doing it right you? now. What? Are you serious? I'm doing what? it right now. So I'm not turning the music off. I'm doing What's it. What's going on? Huh? I think he's really doing what? it. And I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And joined. Uh, let's see if you processed. <laughs> and confirm. Do it. Do uh, it. Do it. I gotta see it on my list. You're not on the list. Sorry, sir. 
Oh, all right, I just went through. <laughs> uh, this is the longest patron segment ever. And, and, and Nuka eventually. Oh! Oh my god, he really did do it. Nuka. I told you. What? We're going to have to talk about your investment choices after the show. All right. If you want to support the show, <laughs> patreon.com slash FWIW. Donate today and keep the fun going. <sighs> Amen. <laughs> I wanted to see if it would fade out. <laughs> uh, now, I, I love playing this ranking game. I love playing this ranking game. Um, there is a couple more real quick, just real quick. Somebody wanted to know about breeding. About what, sorry? About breeding? breeding. Like breeding, oh, breeding. Not breathing, right? Not like... <sighs> yeah, I heard breathing yeah, at first. Not, I mean, that's not, on here, but... I mean, okay, what is breath play? Breath play is... Doo -doo -doo -doo. Quite low on the list, 56th place. 2.3% of furries. And that's including things like choking... Um, asphyxiation. Yeah. Um, so what about breeding? So for breeding slash impregnation, I'm kind of, kind of lump those yeah. two together. Uh, that one is, uh, yeah, that one's 7.5%. That one's right under feet and shoes. So it's just out of the oh, top 10. look at that. So what is that ranked at? Sorry. 11. Uh, that'd be 11. So you have the yep. data and I don't know if you have it off the top of your head of how much of the fandom is gay. That seems like... Like it is is there a correlation there that you could guess at? Um, that I don't know. Uh, I will say that about one th ballpark, one third, or, uh, cl closer to one one quarter of furries are exclusively gay, and then another thirty five to forty percent are bisexual. Okay, so that that is actually a small number. It's not going to go one to one, of course, but interesting. I, now yeah. we need to know how many of the people who are into breeding are gay. That's what we need. That's the that's the money right that's, there. That's that's its own analysis. I can't do that tonight, but that's well, at some point. point. Yeah, that's doable. I'm just trying to make money, man. We'll sell that number on eBay. We'll be millionaires. Whatever. <laughs> You're already making money. I just signed up for oh, your right. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I'm doing my part after you know being on the show for what like you know you're just gonna buy your own microphone upgrade that way, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm investing in myself. That's right. I'm investing in my future. Oh, my. all right. Rue, do you have more that you want to ask? You know, I think that that is, well, there is one person that's like, what is number no, one? No, not yet. Soon, <laughs> soon, my pretty. I can do sort of a lightning round and run through some really quick, like just, just some of the really bizarre ones, but I want to save that until you're, you're sort of burned out. Want to just Where's, where does Lady Juice sit? No. Ew. <laughs> so, Ru, Ru has a thing. This, so you mean like squirting? Sure. Uh, 218th oh, place. Oh, you and your lonely hot tub. Wait, what? <laughs> Why am I because, lonely there? I'm not you're lonely. lonely. I have many because friends Because not even there. one person of the furry fandom is into Lady Jizz. That's that's why. That's where we have man. That's suit. not true. Uh, if it's on this list, it means that at least two people said it. So I said one percent. You know, in going into the hot tub, I've only been there one time with a lady friend, my friend. And it's less than one percent. It's point two four percent. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have any other ones. So yeah, lightning round it. All right. So uh, let me preface this real quick here. My uh, 
when I was doing this, when I was putting together this data analysis, I was at school at my new job, which I've been at for a month, and I was Google searching the fuck out of these things. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? Google, Google, Google on the school's computer. Oh, no, computer. are you serious? No oh, way. Oh, absolutely. I did because I'm a prof now, and this is my office computer, and I'll do what I damn well please. So uh, they you probably better believe are calling I... you like somebody hacked your computer. Why are you? Why are you no, looking that was at me. Porn? No, that was me. Why are you looking at that? Research person. So, so one of my favorite ones that I had to look up was uh, so this. Is, this is a good Nuka story. So I'm a psychologist, right? So in psychology, uh, there's a type of theory called CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. And so I look on this list and I see CBT and I go, oh, someone's into cognitive behavioral therapy? That seems really weird. (laughs) And so I Googled it and discovered that CBT means something entirely different in the fetish community. I laughed with that. I laughed about that with my therapist so much. I'd be like, oh, your CBT book. And she'd giggle. So for the for the for the room for the for the players at home, uh, CBT stands for cock and ball torture, which is on cock this and list. Ball torture. <laughs> uh, it is on this list in seventy eighth place. One point three nine percent of y'all are totally into getting your balls mashed into paste <laughs> with gravy. <laughs> so let's see okay. some other so lightning <laughs> round. Some other interesting ones on here. Okay. Uh, just sort of flying down the list in no particular order. We're just kind of going from from more popular to less popular. Uh, let's see. We have uh, humiliation is on here. Four point seven two percent of furries. We have sense play, which is anything to do with with smells or scents or uh, that one's six point four one percent. There's pet play on here. Uh, that one's six point seven seven percent of furries. Um, which is not to be confused with pup play and pony play, which are also here under their own separate category. Uh, What's pup play and pony play? Uh, Percentage-wise, it's three point nine nine percent. So, but we're down. It's like the thirty thirtieth, uh, like, like number is the number thirty two out of the list. So, uh, let's see. We have tentacles. We have muscles. Master slave. Uh, incest is on here. Uh, gainer. Uh, let's see. Public sex, so yeah. As you go down the list, they get some of them get a little more strange. We have aliens, robots, uh, estrus and heat, which arguably could potentially lump in with uh, things like impregnation. Um, Cockvor is on here. Where's Cockvor? Oh my gosh, no! Stop. Cockvor is a hundred sixteenth place, <laughs> uh, right above unbirthing, which is a hundred seventeenth place. Oh, thank you God! Stop with the stop. shade. <laughs> Uh, I, I had to look up Barra, B-A-R-A. I don't know if that's how it's Barra, pronounced. I had yeah, to look yeah. that up because I had like, no idea. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's a thing. Dudes. Basically, yeah. Uh, public use. Public use. Uh, bulging. Yeah, public use is like um, we, we've like, we cut a hole in the wall and strapped a person to it. Oh. So people just kind of line up and, okay. yeah. So, that, yeah. so we're getting into like the hundreds now. So we have, uh, yeah, coiling I had to look up. Like a snake. Coiling? What is? Yeah, what's yeah, basically like, like being wrapped up in like a snake. Yeah. Oh, Wait, that's did weird. Did you say bulging? I mean, that, that's not weird, but bulges like, on what, here. Yeah, bulging. Like, so like uh, abdominal bulging or or cum inflation. Oh, what? Where's that? Because I I think that's. Um... You try not to reveal something. So, be- belly bulge specifically uh, is 132nd place, but cum inflation I think is a lot higher. Yeah, that's in 35th place. Wow. 
Yeah. Okay, so bulging is not like I like a a good package. No, uh, so that 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 would be like uh, like crotch bulge. Where's, where are the crotch bulge? Which is I think at? is also its own. Uh, that's crotch sniffing. Uh, crotch. <laughs> like control F crotch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that one isn't. Uh, crotch bulges is in a hundred and second place. Wow. That I feel like everyone I know is into bulges. So I mean, they may not consider it as a separate fetish. Oh, is the thing. Okay. So what? Where's snuff? Snuff is on here. Snuff is uh, snuff slash necrophilia is in one hundred and forty sixth place. Hmm. Right. Uh, <laughs> just below, just below sluts, which apparently is its own category. Sluts. Uh, no, it's like sluts. So like bimbofication slash slut slash. Ooh, um, okay, okay. Like you, like you, yeah. you're uh, dolled up, in a way. Uh, yeah. So I, th- I think slut is more so supposed to be like, um, like you're you're dressed specifically, you know, like a uh, with like a streetwalker, yeah, 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 something okay. like that. Yeah. So, armpit is its own fetish, apparently. Yeah. Hundred twenty ninth place. <laughs> Food is on here. Oh. 125th place. What about Wham? So, yeah. Yes, that one is, I think that one was, that one's uh, right under, or two under, snuff slash necrophilia. Yeah. Huh. Now, is there one, this is one I think is interesting, or did you put this under anatomically correct? When someone says, like, horse cock, because I feel like there's, like, like just a group of folks that are. Yeah, that's anatomically correct. Yeah, so someone says horse cock or cat cock, just anatomically correct. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. Not just got its own special subcategory because there was a lot of that. So I'm guessing that cookie sex is in the 125th. I, I, I lump that under food. <laughs> it's okay. Root comes with, with two lumps. Uh, um, what? You got, and, you've got the tumor. Uh, and then uh, we have collars and leashes. That one's in 28th place. So collars and leashes. Uh, funnily enough, I wear a collar, and people assume that's a fetish thing. That is, that is not. It's possible to wear a collar for non-fetish wow, reasons. Wait, what? Yeah. So uh, we have collar and leash here as a fetish, but uh, for myself, if people see me around at cons, I wear a collar. That has nothing to do with with sex or uh, fetish. Uh, I just wear it because I think they look kind of neat. So it's a fashion yes. accessory. Essentially, yeah. I think it's like a necklace or whatever. I just think it looks kind of cool. But uh, I always have to answer questions from students and, and furries alike who are like, so like you totally into that? I'm like, nope. I just think it looks kind of Maybe neat. you should put a tag on it that says it looks neat. <laughs> <laughs> I just bought it because it looks neat. just wraps yeah. around the, the yeah. text. All right. So are you, uh, have you stalled long enough? Do you want to do number uh, well, one? Have you, did you tell us number two? I don't think you told us number two either. I, one I and think... two are, are lumped together, oh. I think. Oh, People see. I don't know enough about these groups to know whether or not uh, they should be lumped together. So I kind of separated okay, them. Okay, all right. So Rue, guess what you think it is, and then I'll guess, and then we'll cue the drums. Oh shoot! Uh... I'll I'll put it this way to make it exciting. Number one is forty percent of the fandom. BDSM is my guess. I I furries. <laughs> furries. Is that really your guess? <laughs> no. All right. We ready for the drum? Go for 
And now, the number one most popular fetish in the furry fandom. So it, it is BDSM. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey. So, yeah. Fully, fully 40% of furries are into BDSM. And the, the number two that I kind of don't know if you lump it in with uh, is power play. So dominance and submission. Um like I don't know if it's its own thing or because I'm not in the I'm not in that particular community, so I don't know if they would consider that you know uh, egregious to lump dominance and submissiveness in with BDSM or not. But they're one and two um, respectively. I mean, yes and no. Sometimes it's just about like the 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 getting tied up or whatever, you know. So mm-hmm. no, I I, I think but, that's a fair separation. So between between the two of those, it's it's forty to fifty five percent depending on. Uh, how you lump them together. What's interesting about those is even though they're the number one fetish in the furry fandom, uh, they are not particularly furry, only about uh, 26% furry. So what that means is that most people uh, who are into that and uh, in the furry fandom say, well, no, I'm, 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 I'm into BDSM, but it's nothing to do with my being a furry. That's just another thing I like. Hmm. So, so yeah. Oh, well, one last funny one before, before we wrap up here. Uh, what do you think is the least furry fetish out there we have uh, one that stands out as being the least of the furry as in, like, fetishes the percentage of the fandom really... that's into it is super low uh no, no no the percentage of people so a bunch of people had this one but it was the one that was the least tied to being furry it's like no this has nothing to do with being furry i'm just into it coincidentally hmm. being furry i can say I that know. you will never guess this How do one you know what if i guess it? what is it I will, I will, I will subscribe to the one hundred dollar tier Patreon oh, if you guess fuck. this. Oh my gosh! Now both of us have to guess. Um. Okay, okay, I got it, I got it. Um, it's going to be. Uh, what is what is the one where you are? Um, you put yourself into chastity. There you go. Like okay, chastity belt. Do you want to like guess? Birthing. So no Damn and it. no. Ah. <laughs> uh, but they were good guests. Both of them are on uh, are on here, by the way. Chastity and, and birthing are both on. Uh, uh, we have unbirthing and birthing are on here. But uh, no, the one I was thinking of is electricity. Electricity play. Yeah. Apparently, uh, there were a bunch of people who were into that. But uh, only 7% of them said that it was furry related. So electricity play has virtually nothing to do with being furry. Huh, that makes sense. Well, I was kind of hoping, I was just a little bit kind of hoping that the study would actually come out opposite to what actually happened, where it would show that um, that sexual that furries are more sexual, um, because then that way, I guess I, I I would feel like I don't know, like those those people that are posting. Like, we have to keep everything clean. We have to keep everything family-friendly. Well, to, to be crystal clear, uh, what the study shows is, is that identifying as a furry, like the extent to which you say, oh, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a 10 out of 10 on a furry scale, that isn't tied to to how how many kinks or fetishes or, or how, how big furry is for you sexually. But that's not to say that the fandom is not a sexual place. I mean, we know from, from our previous studies that about 90% of male furries look at porn. Um so to, to to pretend that it's not a, a place where where there is sex uh, would be you know sort of delusional. Um, I think what what happens often 
is people look around them and look at the groups around them. And this is this tendency to assume for me and my little circle of friends, what we have, that's what the fandom at large is or ought to be. Right. So if you congregate with other people who tend to, to keep things pretty squeak clean, then you tend to say that's what the fandom should be. That's what the fandom is. Anyone who's not like this is the minority. And on the flip side, if you hang, hang out with really kinky people, you tend to assume, well, this is the majority. This was what everyone's like. So this is what the fandom should be. And I think people need to realize that it's a, a pretty, pretty big umbrella. And there's a lot of us uh, all kind of hanging out together underneath it. And so no one person is going to have the monopoly on what is or ought to be in the fandom. Please do not weaponize awesome. this information. That's, that's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> so thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, I just don't want anybody to be like, oh, you know, take it, take it to any sort of extreme. We're at final thoughts. So uh, Nuka, nothing but- really jumps out at me. I mean, these were it was it's 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 crazy fun, but also crazy weird. I I, I, I have I have one of those moments. Uh, Adam Savage from the MythBusters once uh, said on the show, uh, he described it as I had one of those moments where I just stop and take stock of my life and realize like what the hell am I doing with my life? And I was about you know two or three thousand entries into this like a nine o'clock on a Friday night. I'm like, this is my life. I'm like coding furry fetish data nine o'clock at night on a Friday night. And I'm okay with this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There are worse jobs in the world. Aren't those the greatest moments though? Like, I, I feel like when you have, when you have those moments, that's like a moment of good, true happiness. So I guess my, my final thought, uh, uh, you know, as interesting as, as all this fetish, fetish data was, I guess the, the stuff I was most excited by was just the, it felt very vindicating that uh, after all these years, I've argued, not that there's anything wrong with having fetishes. I've incredibly sex positive and think, hey, you know, you do you and, and I got no qualms with that. But I've often said that, you know, being furry isn't, you know, that's that's not what being furry is about per se. There There is a furry fetish you can have and certainly about 10% of furries would fall into the category of, no, I'm, I'm just here for the sex, bro. Um, but for the vast majority of furries, it often seems like their their sexual interests or their their preferences are kind of tangential to the, the the community and the reason why they're here is, is really the, the fandom itself. And so seeing that a lot of these things, like seeing that, you know, fursuit sex and, and zoophilia and these things that are often tied to furries in mass media really don't hold water when, when what's not really what, what furries are here for. When you look at the data, it just doesn't pan out. I mean, you know, BDSM is, is by far the, the most popular um, uh, fetish in the fandom. And we're still talking about, about half the fandom there. So um, it's a, it's a very open and accepting space for, for kinks and fetishes, but that's not, that's not what makes it furry. And so it felt kind of vindicating to sort of see that play out in the data after all these years. Yeah, I I feel you. I do. Um, I think that's part of why Rue and I do this show is kind of the same way. Like, there's more to the fandom than just the amazing sex. There's a whole culture, a whole community behind it. Community is a thing I'm into lately. Um, not the show, but like the concept of mm-hmm. it. And so, like, mm-hmm. having a community is not just about having sex. You're right on the money. That's my final thought. How many episodes do we have, Mister Tugs? Of the show. Too many to um, count. I think we're like 150 count. or so. Probably at least five so or six. A majority of those are different topics. I mean, yes, we've revisited a few of them. 
here and there, but there is so much towards the fandom itself and in the fandom in, in general. And so it's not just about the sex. So I'm glad that the numbers. I think like what that. you should do to fund your studies, Nuka, is like sell a little button that says it's not just about sex. Science proved it. It's like a, it's like a fundraiser. I think Actually, it'd be a good one. Well, that was at Euroference. I saw one of my favorite shirts ever, and it was uh, a NASA shirt. And it was, uh, um, it's rounds, bracket, we we proved it. And uh, I like the idea of taking that and maybe adapting that to furries, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Not a fetish, bracket, we proved it. All right, everybody. It is time for housekeeping. So please comment on the show site. If you like the show, don't forget our Patreon. Patreon.com slash FWIW. Help us help you. I did it, and it feels great. (laughs) (laughs) Don't break the show, damn it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, And all the other shit. No, no, no. All right, that's it. it. Uh, all right. If you want to follow us and stay in touch between shows, we're on social media. We're at For What It's Worth on Twitter. And Rue manages the Facebook page, so I don't know. Oh, and just as a quick little announcement, so um, I have decided... I haven't even talked to Tux oh, about this. Oh, shit. I probably should talk to Tux about this, but it's it's not a big deal. You're not going to care about it. So um, I am shutting down the For What It's Worth group side of Facebook, and I'm just going towards the page itself. It's just there's two, there's two different places. I want to streamline it and just make it all in one particular place. So if you're in the group, um, which is dead, and there really hasn't been much that's been posted in the group itself... Please join the Facebook page um, because that will be closed soon. What is what is that page called? For what it's worth. And if you really want to talk to people about the show, go to our Telegram group. Message us through Telegram at Wine Red Fox for Rue, or hit us up on te- uh, Twitter direct messages, and we will add you. Be sure to include your name. You must be eighteen to join. And- and Tugs, we also have a channel in which people can join. It's t.me slash for what it's worth. So you can find that on Telegram. That's right. I just joined the Facebook page and it feels great. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have you added our channel yet? Have you added well, our so channel? Let me explain how that works because we haven't actually talked about it on air. <laughs> If you're in the Telegram group, don't follow the channel. You'll get double alerts because what happens is when we post something to the announcements channel, it automatically gets pinned and announced in the group. So you're going to get them anyway. Mm, I just say join both. (laughs) More the merrier. Yay. Anyways. In the meantime, um, we have to also thank our support cast. So we have Fire Breath who does our beautiful lines with his sultry, dulcet tones. And then we have Voss sometimes, but he'll be back soon. And then we have Tug's Puppy Bear, which does a lot and puts up with Rue. And then there's Rue, which is me. And I'm talking about myself. <laughs> and also... So what's the next... What's the next episode? What, what else? Yeah, what's We're the next episode? We're doing the HIV prep stuff so yeah that is your baby make sure it's born on time um but before we say the last thing nuke is there anything you'd like to pimp 
Um, firstscience.com. Check out our, our data, our book. Uh, learn more about our research. And will stuff. you be signing autographed copies at the next convention? Uh, if you want to print it out, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, actually, I do. I, I do legit. Um, our Brony book. We just published a book uh, on Bronies right now, so it's uh, called Meet the Bronies, and it's on Amazon or the McFarland Press website. Uh, check it out. It's actually like a legit, proper, published by an actual publisher book. It's really cool and has like 300 pages of everything you could possibly want to know about ponies and MLP. Oh, so, look at yeah. that. Um, oh, yes. Who are well, hey. is, uh, why is this not on Kindle? Uh, I think they're, uh, sh they didn't release a, an e-copy of it yet. Uh, an e-book reader is coming out in the next few months, I've been told. Well, damn. Okay. I think they're trying to get they're trying to sell hard copies before they sell the cheaper e copies. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, check it out. So, hey, yeah. Nuka, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciated your you coming in. We love having you on our show. Oh, I mean, you're pleasure. basically you're basically like another cast member. Oh, so. I killed that. <laughs> thank you very much. And, and also, thanks for um, thanks for all you do for um, Get Psyched. Not a problem. All right. That's it. So this is Tugs. This is Rue. Omelette du fromage. <laughs> and this has been... And you've been listening to... For what it's worth. For Omelette du fromage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I should turn this off. Tugs. What? <laughs>